0: Hello world, thank you for tuning in to another episode of DM2 Dads Matter 2 Podcast where we talk about what uh matters to us most. I'm your hostess with the most is True Sinclair, aka Tooties Pops, aka Uncle G, and this is episode number 12. El Dose it's number 12 y'all today's october 28 2020 and i just want to shout out all my listeners like we do each and every week for coming in sitting down pulling up a chair grabbing a beer and just taking time out of your day to listen to us without you there's no us we send you our prayers and love to all the dads all the fellas even all the ladies out there as well and we just appreciate you for listening every week and on episode 12 today this is the world series edition If you weren't watching the World Series last night, what what were you watching? Okay, what took up your time last night that you didn't turn on the masterful artwork of game six last night? Last night, the Los Angeles Dodgers were leading the series three to two over the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and, you know, Tampa Bay really needed to win. I mean, it was a must win. They needed to push the. Los Angeles Dodgers to 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 a game seven, so they went to the bullpen and they they came out with Blake Snell, Blake Snell, remember that name, the Vanilla Assassin. Blake Snell to start the game, and uh, he was out there painting a masterpiece. Throughout five and a half six innings, about five and a half, he had nine Ks. That's nine strikeouts. Okay in the World Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who have hit the most home runs in the postseason, okay? They're, the batting of the Los Angeles Dodgers has been masterful, right? Has been a thing of beauty. So after five innings, I mean, you should have seen this guy. If, if you didn't watch the game, I definitely suggest going back and just watching those first five innings um, of Blake Snell. Just, it was like, it was like watching Michelangelo right paint his masterpiece right it was just all over the plate. high low inside outside just such command they couldn't get a hit the Los Angeles Dodgers couldn't get a hit the 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 uh, sportscaster um, that was calling the game right at one point said he's putting the Los Angeles Dodgers batters in a pretzel every time I played <laughs> Putting them in a pretzel, y'all. Okay? These guys cannot get a hit. I think through five, uh, five and a half, they had one hit. No runs. The score was 1-0 Tampa Bay. And, and you know, Blake, Smell, Blake Snell was just dominating. I mean, interviews after the game, you heard... Mookie Betts and Bellinger and, 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 and Seeger, all these guys saying that he was pitching something nasty I mean he really had their number right but in the 6th inning something happened which I think is you know kind of I don't want to say ruining the game of baseball but the more and more that analytics right these guys with computers and you know a lot of them haven't never played baseball right they're just computer guys they're smart guys right and uh, putting in numbers seeing averages uh, seeing percentages right these guys are becoming bigger and bigger in the MLB and I, and I think it's hurting the game this is why I say Uh, the analytics say that it is you have a lower percentage of having success when a pitcher sees the bat lineup three times. So, analytics says after seeing the batters twice going around twice throughout the lineup that you have a better percentage of winning when you take the guy out. Well, last night Blake Snell had these guys swinging at butterflies. I mean, it was ridiculous. I can't remember um, a time where, and don't get me wrong, the Dodgers were dealing too. It was only 1-0, and um, Clayton Kershaw started it off, you know, the vet. And he was willing and dealing as well. I think through five they had 12 strikeouts between the both of them. So, I mean, both sides were dealing, but in the sixth inning, Blake Snell, uh, there was a hit off of him, right? He threw, he, threw, he threw something a little loose. I think it was a slider, and uh, he got a hit off him, right? Just a little single, nothing, nothing major. And when I'm watching the game, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, okay, you know, you've been dealing all day. The Dodgers finally got a hit, you know, he'll attack the next batter, as he's been doing, right? Um, the next batter was Mookie Betts, who was 0-2 for 2 on two strikeouts from Blake Snell. Not, you know, not popping up and and uh, getting caught in the outfield, not getting a hit into the field, but I'm talking two strikeouts to Mookie Betts, the all-star that came over from the Boston Red Sox, who's really been the fire. Behind the Dodgers' success in the postseason. How did the Dodgers get him in the late trade? Something that we'll never be able to figure out. And Boston is, I'm sure, kicking their own ass for. Um, but he was owing to against Blake Snell. No one had had any success against Blake Snell. And after that hit, early in the sixth, the manager came out. Nance, I, I see him walking towards the mound and instantly you see Blake Snell's reaction. You know, you see Blake Snell's reaction. He's, he is. You could tell he's just demoralized. He he can't believe it. He had a couple choice words that we won't repeat here because we have uh, listeners of all ages, right? Um, so he was he was very heated The, the manager for the Tampa Bay Rays, pulled him out, sat him down, put in the next, I'm going to just call him the other guy. Mookie Betts comes up and hits a double. I mean, when you talk about gut wrenching, when you talk about like just instant instant demoralization, instant had to be regret, right? The next batter Mookie bits comes in and hits a double. Right? I was hurt for the Tampa Bay Rays. I was hurt for them. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, you know, A-Rod and Poppy and Frank Thomas, everybody. I mean, everybody that's calling the game, you know. When you listen to their words after the game, during the game, they just couldn't believe it. But analytics say that that was the right move. So what do you guys feel about that? Because me, I think it's horrible. You know, you can be smart. You can be computer smart, book smart, whatever it is. But when it comes to sports, especially baseball, right? America's pastime. You either know it or you don't. You either got it or you don't. These managers, these these, these, these uh, coaches, they've been doing this a long time. And they've been doing just fine without adding uh, the computer to the game, right? I mean, we all know the Moneyball story with the Oakland Athletics, right? Uh, when they were one of the first, you know, the pioneers for analytics and, you know, end up winning the championship. Uh, but... I mean, some things are just, you know, isolated, isolated success stories. And, you know, analytics have worked a little bit. But last night, you seen that it hurt more than it helped. I mean, yes, yeah, Snell got a hit off him. You know, that was only a second hit in the game. But the guy was dominating. You put in the other guy. He gets rocket shotted straight out the gate. And then they start having a hitting party. Right? Next thing you know, it's three to one. You know who else made a batting appearance again? Mookie Betts on a solo home run off the other guy. No disrespect to the second pitcher that came in, but you're the other guy because Blake Snell was doing an amazing job. And... You know, I mean there were so many interviews. Every single player from the Dodgers, they couldn't believe it. Right? They couldn't believe it. Dodgers end up winning 3-1 in game six. Congratulations to the Dodgers, right? Congratulations are in order. Thirty-two years since the Dodgers won their last one. This is their seventh. World Series title and franchise history. You know, they got a long way to go to my Yankees 27, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. LA, I'm going to let you have your day. I'm going to let you have your shine. Right. Corey Seager was the NLCS and the World Series MVP. Only the eighth person in history to win both in the same season. 32-year drought. Okay. Mookie Betts brought a championship to the los angeles dodgers first world series title since 1988 and you know what as a fan as a fan of you know i'm a i'm a redemption story guy i'm a you know i i I like when the underdog right i think that's us fellas you know us dads out there we're you know we we like the underdog story you know and uh you know you can't get more underdog story than than clayton kershaw Right? I mean, Clayton Kershaw has been the Dodgers, the face of the Dodgers for a long time. And, you know, with him being a great uh, pitcher, right, he still had this narrative over his head where it was like, Clayton Kershaw can't win the big game. You know, he's a beast. You know, one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the game. Right? Right? and in his longevity. Uh but every time, you know, it seems like the Dodgers kept getting there, kept getting there, kept getting there to those big games and just couldn't get over that hump. And of course him being the face and the star, right? Just like the quarterback, right? Just like the star player in the NBA, you know, star player in MLS or soccer or football. Uh, you know, it lands on you. So forever. Oh, Kershaw can't win the big game. Kershaw, he chokes and, you know, in the big matchups. But not this time. After 189 innings in the postseason, the most ever without a title. Did you, did you hear what I say? He's played 189. Now, remember, there's nine innings in every normal baseball game. Clayton Kershaw has played 189 postseason innings before winning the title. Congratulations, Clayton. I mean, that is a huge, huge accomplishment. You know? Huge accomplishment. And you know, Clayton's a hometown kid from Los Angeles, right? Uh, So that was... That was big for him to finally just get over that hump. Uh congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers uh but I know the Tampa Bay managers and the team you know it puts you in a weird place. If I was a player in that locker room, right? It puts you in like a weird weird place because all the players that were watching that game, they seen their they seen their pitcher Blake Snell being unstoppable being dominant out there against a dominant batting lineup i mean like i said i mean after the game all the interviews every single player they were surprised and relieved when blake Snell came out because they couldn't figure it out he has so much command and you know i know that it was up top right it was the powers to be that uh had Blake Snell come out, you know that the the people that control the analytics, because even when the general manager Nance talked, uh, he just, you know, one I know he was upset because of what happened, right? You you make that decision. He even talked to the uh, the sports cast before the game and and even said the biggest decision, and he he seen it, right? He basically said the biggest decision is when you're up, right, 1-0, and it's late in the, in, in the innings and your you guy gets hit, you know, Snell gets a hit off him. He kind of predicted the future, gets a hit off him. And then you got to make that decision when you know that your pitcher has more juice. Right. You know, he can go. But you you you're looking at the matchups and that's all analytics talking. Right. Because, come on, that's the old school way. You let him pitch out of it. And it's not that he, you know, he didn't have a home run hit on him, you know, he didn't have a, a triple hit on him, nothing, you know, that would show you that he was he, he had a, a a base hit. That's it. A base hit and they pulled the guy. I mean, when you would listen to him in the interview, I mean Snell was demoralized. He 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 was quoted saying that, you know, he know he had more, you know, he he bets on himself. Um, he was just saying that he would have loved to see them a third time, right? He he felt that he had so much command um, that he was switching it up from the first go around when he seen them to the second time and he would have been able to do it a third time. I mean, you know, to be a young pitcher that, you know, that kind of maybe not demoralizes your confidence, but maybe your confidence in management. Uh, because in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, when you're dominating, uh they pulled you which is something that I'm sure he's going to think about for a long time but congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers I mean what LA what's going on okay first year the Lakers win the title Bron is fourth now the Dodgers don't even think about it LA Rams or Chargers First of all, Chargers, you're not getting there because you're in uh you're in my Raiders division, so you don't have to worry about that. You got a rookie quarterback, no shade, but you know it gets a little dark around here. <laughs> and uh, L.A. Rams, nah, great defense. Aaron Donald out there, uh, you know Jared Goff got a few weapons, you know Robert Woods, um, you know Cooper Cup, uh, but something's missing with the with the Dodgers still. I think a dominant running back Um, they traded off Gurley uh, who's over on the uh, the Falcons and it looks very strange Uh, but don't even think about it LA Rams LA you guys are done with championships for this year you hear me you hear me I don't want to see any more championships from you LA (laughs) for this next segment we're going to call it hot or not movie review see i want to do something because i'm a i'm a big avid you know me and my wife we're avid movie watchers right and i want to do something because i I watch so many movies weekly and i want to introduce a new segment hot or not where we talk about movies that you should see out there and movies that you know if you need something to go to sleep to go ahead and throw them on and I'm, you know, I like to save the, the good news for bad. I'm a positive guy, as you guys know, so I like to say the good news for bad. So let's start with not. The movie for my not category is called Black Box. Mamudu Athi is the main actor, main character. Uh, there's a sighting, ghost sighting of Felicia Rashad. You know where we've seen her from. That's the mom from the Cosby's. That was a lot of us uh, uh, pretend mom back in the day. <laughs> we had our own mom who we loved, but you know she was she was kind of like a mom, an auntie to us on TV. Felicia Rashad. Uh, and this movie was really a flop in my eyes. I mean, it just <sighs> if have you seen the movie Get Out? If you've seen the movie Get Out, you've seen this movie Black Box because it's basically the same thing this is where a guy you know a dad single dad um, where he got an accident um, prior maybe a year before where the movie begins where um, he gets an accident you know he loses his wife um, and he has like amnesia where he doesn't really remember who he is a lot of the skills that he had because he was a, a big time photographer like a one of those type of uh, you know, world world photographers. You know, high paid. He forgets how to how to take the pictures. You know, he, he 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 forgets a lot of things. Right. But, long story short, Felicia Rashad is a uh, experimental <laughs> uh, doctor surgeon. Right. And what she does is, she tells um, Mamudo Afi that. She can help him uh, get his memory back with experimental experimental trials of this uh, this new procedure she has. Long story short, Felicia Rashad, Mama Cosby, ends up putting her son's brains that she saved right, his his brain waves and stuff that she saved because he was killed. Um, inside of Mamoru so as he's getting his memories back he's also remembering stuff and he's like what, what am I remembering I don't I don't know how I know this apartment I don't know how I know this place and it it's because he has the memories of the surgeon's dead son so basically Mamoru was trapped inside his own brain this shit excuse my language was horrible. <laughs> I give you three thumbs down. Okay? And two thumbs up. This is like, you know what I what I don't like, especially in the movie world. I, I don't like when movies are repeated. Come on, directors out there. You guys are smart. You ladies are smart. Let's get some originality. Okay? the movie started off good before I figured out that it was somebody else inside his brain and he was trapped inside of himself come on we've seen this already in Get Out which was an okay movie but even that was come on and I try to support my I try to support my black directors you know but that that right there was look we had enough when we seen Get Out okay we didn't need Get Out number two <laughs> so Black Box is in the not spot and let's get to the hot spot Unhinged with Russell Crowe oh good movie first of all Russell Crowe is one of my guys right he's one of those actors that might not get all the praise of the the Denzels and the you know Don Cheadles the Brad Pitt's the you know Leonardo DiCap's Samuel L's right but Russell Crowe's been in some great things, you know, Gladiator, you know, a lot of movies that we've seen, the new mummy, right, the newest mummy, Tom Cruise, it's like, every movie, first of all, every movie of Tom Cruise is the same, it's like, come on, Tom Cruise, you are the same guy in every movie, you just tell him, look, I need to be able to have a run scene in this movie, you don't care what the movie is, Tom, all you care about, I need to run, show off my running skills, but unhinged, Russell Crowe. And this was a good movie because it was realistic. See, I like movies that... I think the best movies are movies that you can see what is being betrayed in the movie happening in real life. Right? In this movie, Russell Crowe starts off being... Uh, he's going through a divorce with his wife. Right? And I guess the wife and the lawyer, her divorce lawyer, are messing around. You know, that old story. And Russell Crowe ends up killing him. Killing his wife. Right? Killing his family. Um, And... That's how the movie starts off. Right? Now it it, it pans out to another mom who, uh, uh, with her daughter, or actually her son, excuse me, and, you know, she's having a rough day, you know, she's kind of one of those moms, you know, single mom going through a lot of stuff, um, you know, and uh, have her own personal problems with jobs, and, you know, just being on time, different things, you know, little bit of a little bit of a mess, but she gets into an incident where, in traffic, she pulls up behind uh, Russell (laughs) Crowe, who just on the news, it was showing that he just killed his family, which she didn't see, of course, the sun scene, but she didn't see. So she pulls up on behind him in traffic and he's taking a little long. Obviously he's contemplating that he's wanted for murder and that he just killed his whole family. And the main character, this lady, Um, hunks are horrid ridiculously a million times angry, going bad you know, get out the way you know, the stuff that we see happen every day in the streets and you know, also something that always happens, don't you always see how like when somebody flips you off or when people speed around you so fast just to go nowhere isn't it crazy when you pull up to the light right next to them (laughs) you know what I mean they just did all that you like dang you you really did a lot you done drove around me hocked the horn flipped me off and did all this to speed off to stop at the light that i come to driving regular speed (laughs) have you ever just you know sometimes i'll just look over you know not mad but just looking over like i'm gonna see what kind of person this is and uh i'm not gonna lie a lot of times it's a woman hey, no offense, I love, I love my wife, I love my daughters, you know, but a lot of times it's women, you know, and you look over there and they're just, now they're embarrassed because they did all that and you're at the light with them, so long story short, but that's something that we all face every day in life, right, it's something that we see happen a lot of times in life, so she honks the horn at him, goes around him, speeds around, you know. calling him everything but a child of God. And he ends up pulling up at the light right next to her. Now, he tells her son to roll down the window. And he basically tells the mom and son, you know, basically about being polite and apologize. Now, mind you, Russell Crowe, as we know in mostly every movie, looks like a psycho, right? But this mom, this single mom with the son in the back, Starts going off. All he says is... You know, he asks her basically like... You know, know, can I get an apology? You know? You were going AWOL. I'm dealing with a lot. You know, after he told her what he was going through. Asked her for an apology. Of course, she wouldn't do it. She was getting mad. You know? Going bad on him. Not knowing that this dude is a killer. And now... He's following you, trying to kill you. (laughs) I mean, this was a good movie, you guys. I mean, you can... Relate because all of you out there, fellas, I know you've been in this type of situation, whether it's a man or woman driving, you know, and, and, but this, this is what's the risk about doing that because in the movie, he starts killing everyone that tries to help her, everyone she knows, her friend who's a a therapist, I'm no, actually a, a lawyer, you know. This dude, Russell Crowe, goes on a rampage. A very good movie. Four thumbs up. Okay. One thumb down just because, I, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, the lady had plenty of time to go to the cops. But she, of course, you know, no, I'll handle it myself. This It's not as serious as it. Yeah. The, the man's killing people, you know. Um, but great movie. Four thumbs up. I say go watch it. Watch Black Box 2, though. You know, even though I'm saying it's not, just see, see for yourself, you know, see if you, if you think it's good, you know what I mean? And that's the end of hot or not. But that brings me up to my subject, road raging, you know, take your time out there people, because what this movie unhinged, as I talked about in the hot or not segment uh, brought to attention, made us realize this is something that happens every single day. I mean, you see the videos, right? You see it on, on Facebook or WorldStar or Instagram or, you know, wherever you 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 get your, you know, on Google. Um, wherever you see videos or watch videos. You're always seeing incidents where fights or shootings or stabbings are happening from road rage incidents, which are things that are not that serious, right? Hey, Somebody, you going to a parking spot, you know, you're taking your time, you're going in. Somebody speeds up and gets in front of you. Don't worry about it. Just uh, move on to the next parking spot. It's not that serious. You might be ready to cuss out a Russell Crowe and unhinged. Okay? You never know what people are going through. Could have lost their job, could have lost a family member, could have lost a relationship, a child, you know, money you know could be going through something horrible lost their mother the father right we need to have more patience and compassion for each other because you never know who you're flipping off who you're cussing out and also the person that's cutting in uh, um, speeding in to take your parking spot you don't know whose parking spot you're taking okay in this day and age, in 2020, everyone is on the edge. So we need to have a little bit more patience. Okay? You you road razors out there, think about if it's worth it. Is it worth it? Is that parking spot worth it? Is that one minute you saved speeding around and almost causing an accident in, in traffic, is that worth it? And a lot of times, I mean... of the time when it's happened to me I usually end up at the light with the person do I cuss them out? no flip them out? no I might smile just because I know that they're feeling like an idiot at that time (laughs) be careful out there you guys not everybody is mentally stable not everybody uh, has patience a lot of people are nuts. Let's be honest. A lot of people have short fuses. So you got to think about it. I mean, dads out there, you know, all my dads, we have families, kids, wives, right? Uh, loved ones. You know, we have things to do. We have uh, much more important things, bigger fish to fry, as they say, right? Than worrying about that parking spot. You know, and this is in anything, right? With people, you know, the mean mugging, you know, the man stare down, you know, all these things. Is it really worth it? Because if you do run into that unhinged Russell Crow, into that psychopath, then what? If you make it out of there alive, right? Or you end up getting hurt, or you know, something bad comes from it. Then the first thing you can going to say is, oh, I can't, I don't know why it happened. I can't believe it. I, I I was just, you know, I was just driving along and then it, you know, the person instantly turns into a victim. Be careful out there. Don't put yourself in that situation. Cherish your life and what the people that depend upon you, the people that love you more than your ego, because that's all it is. road rage stuff is just ego yeah if you let me just give you a a tip if you're speeding or having to speed around someone and you're rushing and you're you're that mad because you're that late you should have left earlier because in the old military saying like my pops always says early is on time on time is late leave earlier It's not this person's fault that's driving next to you that you got a rush, that you left early. I mean, that you left late. Just leave earlier. (laughs) Be patient out there, you guys. Take your time. You know, plan better. Be more punctual. Right? Think about the focus on the things that you do have. Focus on the good things. There's more to life than ego tripping out there. Okay, let's leave the road rage alone. Be careful who you talk to, or you cuss out or you threaten. Because you never know if they're unhinged. Be safe. I want to just thank all my listeners again for tuning in each and every week. I thank you. We love you. We appreciate your support It's episode 12 October 28th 2020 Wednesday Until next time All my dads, cousins, brothers fiancés, husbands, fathers Nephews Boyfriends I mean, did I leave anyone out? And all my sisters out there All my ladies out there We salute you, we thank you for making us a household name Till next time Peace.